This is episode three of the Gray Area Podcast. Yo, yo, yo! Today we will be talking about how we made our movie and the pre-production aspect of it. Fragile Fish, though. Yeah, the movie name is Fragile Fish. Obviously, you can go watch it at FragileFish.com. We are also going to have a website for the podcast. We will hit you with the link as soon as it's done. Uh, It's currently in process of being made. In the meantime, go on SoundCloud.com and look up the Gray Area Podcast. We got an official name for this motherfucking podcast. Uh, Gray Area spelled G-R-E-I-G-H. That is my last name with this young lady man. Um, anyways, we're going to be talking about the pre-production aspect of it, the movie. Uh, let's jump right in. Uh, go ahead and give them a little rundown on how we got the idea for the movie. Uh, maybe even tell them a little bit about what it's about first, if they haven't Mm -hmm. seen the movie. If you haven't, go ahead and pause it and watch the movie. It's only 12 minutes long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So essentially, it's kind of a, uh, a, a mob-type feel movie-ish thing. Um, okay, so really, it's just kind of two brothers um, that are involved in this kind of crazy career path, essentially. Um, and they go in for like what they think is like this business meeting, and then it just goes sour, so... Just that's basically what's on the IMDb page, man. So basically, it's a, it's really like a, it really is a mob movie, right? Right. I mean, uh, but it's it's the, the reason I always say mob crime. e or kind of mob e because it's not really like the same um, Godfather type thing, you know? It's a little that's bit true. different. This is true. Um, so we went to Nevada for a wedding. And the two of us drove up there, and um, uh, so we obviously had a long time to talk. And we were talking about a bunch of different stuff, but then the idea came up, hey, we want to do something, whether it's a movie or a music video. We wanted to write something. Uh, our family's pretty big into writing. Our sister's a phenomenal writer, and she does uh, blogs and um, writes for her school and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've always been interested in writing scripts and doing um, stuff with movies. So we kind of decided, hey, we want to do a, we want to do a short film. And our friends are phenomenal with uh, cinematography and color correction and that type of stuff. So we had part of the. Um, you don't want to touch the speaker like that. <laughs> um, so we we kind of had a lot of the. Uh, the other things in place and the writing was what we needed to focus on. So, um, walk them through that night, you know, the night with, uh, Mike that we were hanging out. Okay. So essentially we, we ended up, um, driving up to Laughlin, Nevada, which is fairly close to, uh, Las Vegas. It's kind of like a Las Vegas junior. Um, and it's the fucking bootleg version. yeah, Yeah, basically. And so we, uh, just spent some time up there, and then and as a kind of a bachelor e type night before our cousin um, got married to this guy, um, we went out and played some poker, and uh, he like treated everybody to um, cigars and beer and uh, like liquor and stuff like that. And so we just sat down. We had like a, a beer in our hand, and we had we were smoking cigars while playing poker. And um, no shame in it. We had I'd never played poker um, like officially like that before. Obviously, just playing like at people's houses and friends' places and stuff like that, but never um, <clears throat> seriously for money and stuff. So that was super fun and uh, 
they, we ended up like having the wedding the next day. Everything went went well and everything, so that was cool. Then on the way home, um, we just started like chatting about about being like missing kind of being creative because we played music forever and we didn't really have that that avenue for for numbers of years. Um, and so we started chatting like, oh man, that was so fun. Like that was a highlight of it, us being able to play that poker game. Um, and then I think it wasn't just poker; it was the atmosphere, right? We were smoking cigars and right. Yeah, dealer and having a drink. We just really like the atmosphere of everything. Right. That, yeah. That, that that's the emphasis, really. The out, feel. Yeah. Of it. And so we were on the way home chatting and just uh, started talking about man. I, I I remember for for sure it was like, I was just saying like, oh man, that would be so cool just to like shoot have like because we some of our best friends are good cinematographers, um, and it'd be cool to have them just kind of shoot us play, playing something like that while smoking a drink and something like that. Um, and then Taylor just was like, oh, what if we made more of like a story out of it? And then immediately once it was like that idea was kind of green lit for both of us as far as like, oh, let's actually dedicate some time to this. Um, we just started chatting about um, what it would look like. And actually it was funny because certain things that you see in the movie are things that that came up three or five minutes after the initial idea um, was talked about. So like a lot of the fundamental themes were carried over from the original conversation essentially <coughs> I thought that's like the I'm going to interject now so um I was just going to say a lot of things that that I watch or that I really thoroughly enjoy watching I watch a lot of stupid shit but a lot of things that I really enjoy watching you know I I remember like five, six, seven years ago watching Boondock Saints. And to me, I really like the aspect of family, you know, that fa the familial aspect of that movie. And I thought, you know, the first one was amazing. And I thought it was really good. But maybe, uh, maybe the religious aspect is not something that, I mean, at the time, maybe it was something we not agreed with, but related to. Clinked on to, for sure, yeah. Um, but a lot of people can't, you know, they don't have that, that religious side. But I don't know. It was just movies like that that really sparked my interest. Um, I was watching Peaky Blinders at that time, um, which is also a big family-type movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and just really being inspired by that type of thing. And we, you know, we watch a lot of different stuff. Like, I know we've talked about Memento before in the podcast, and we've talked about what, what Dark Knight trilogy, right. uh, Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino... Yeah, kind of the kind of the ubiquitous favorite directors and movies, um, but people I think people like those because they're different, and I like those because there's this there's themes to them. Um, another movie that we watched while actually in pre production of this movie was Legend. I watched that uh, with with one of the other producers, Mark, and um, I thought that movie was was super cool. And then Tanner ended up watching it. Pretty recently, so I, I think we were in post production when we watched it. We were actually editing everything, so I think we actually already finished. I think we released it, yeah, because we took that trip to California. Uh, okay, you watched it in California, it. so, oh, so okay. yeah, watched it completely after the whole process. But just kind of the movies like that are super inspirational, at least to me. You know, mm -hmm. you you watch something and go, "Hey, how they make that? How they write that? You know, what how right. what was the idea?" Um, and obviously. Obviously, it's a little different than all of those because it's a film packed into 12 minutes. But right. there's a lot of aspects where and we can kind of talk about those a little bit. Once we once we had the idea, what do we do with it? What was what was step 
step one because step zero was kind of right. the idea, right? That like that's right. not you're not actively doing anything to write a movie. That's just right. like, hey, it'd be cool if we did this. Right. So what was step one for us? Um, step one honestly was just telling two people. Um, one that Mark, who you previously mentioned, um, essentially acted as a producer, also acted in it. Um, we were just, he was like the very first person we even were like, hey, because the, uh, the, the, I think the second night we came back from Laughlin, um, he came over to our house at the time and we were just chatting like, dude, we had this crazy idea. Like, what would you think about it? Um, and he was like super all for it immediately without really having to talk about story or anything like that. Um, and then really, I feel like that that was kind of like... That's what they call your first follower. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So that's like step zero, part two. <laughs> step one, I feel like really was... Um, I'd met a working actor um, named Ricardo at a job that I was working at at the time. Um, and he wasn't obviously doing any acting um, in relation to me, but he was like a working actor outside of that. And so I called him up and was just saying, hey, we um, have just been, been kind of brainstorming. Um, with our friends and everything and really are interested in doing some kind of short film. And I know you've been in, into acting. Um, and so just talked to him about it and he had the idea right away that it was like, Oh, we should do the, we should do the acting of the characters. And that wasn't really something at the time that we had thought about. We had definitely, we were like, Oh, we'll get two actors, you know, that we can have them do this and, and, and pull it off. Well, I don't, I think, you know, we had that cheesy like drama school, not drama school, but like uh, church plays and that type of stuff. And then right. I, did, I did background acting um, which essentially is just you're an extra. Right. Um, so we had no real acting experience. We'd been on set for a couple things, and I'd been on some really high production uh, shows, uh, and I was on a Jeff Daniels uh, newsroom show. But I we really were little to very little to absolutely no experience acting. Right. And when we we kind of sat around once we got the script, and the script went back and forth. Uh, so Tanner and I constructed the main idea of it, kind of the really, really rough outline of what we wanted it to be about. Right. And then uh, Mark, who acted as a producer, and Brad, who acted as a DP, director of photography, he we all sat down and said, hey, you know, how long do we want this to be? What do we want it to look like? Uh, what are some of our inspirations? That type of thing. I think that's right. huge. That part was huge for us super, because super it took it took it from an idea to being like something that we're actually going to execute. So it took from the plan right. stage to the execution. Um, I th I think too what was super cool about it was like everyone was able because obviously Taylor and I were kind of like the brain were, came up with the idea, you know. But we were super open about it because we were super novice. We were saying like, hey. Um, what do we like to see in movies and how could we do this? Because for me, really, the fundamental importance was um, just showing, like, believable characters without, like, even a hint of cheese. Because I'm always so susceptible towards, um, or I, not susceptible towards, but, like, when watching something, if there's even, like, a hint of cheesiness to it, it just loses me immediately. Um, Except Sherlock Holmes. You we'll still watch our show. <laughs> I see that. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I've watched, I mean, there's just a few episodes, it seems like. I watch them over a number of years, literally. Um, and every time like I revisit them, there's always like certain parts that are really cheesy to me. And then I just immediately like lose the buyout the, or the buy in. Um, so back essentially to fragile fish was like just chatting with, with specifically Bradley and Mark was just like, Oh, how, what do we love to see in these movies or in movies in general? Um, and then what do we want to capture? Like uh, immediately thoughts of like action sequences and car driving scenes and, 
chase funny scenes. when you it's funny yeah. when we go back and revisit that conversation because I remember right. the initial thing was that we wanted it to be more action based right and then you end up watching it and it's very you know if it were a full length people would say it's about character development and about the conversation, the writing, and that type of thing. Right. But when we initially talked about it, <laughs> I know that we we talked about like uh, Ira, the character that I ended up playing, like kicking the bodyguard oh. and like doing <laughs> some fucking backflip or something. And then just seeing how it ended up, you know, it's very believable. You know, right. it's when you watch it, especially the action sequences. You know, that was uh, uh, P.J. Jenkins who did one of the characters in there. He was also a former uh, New Jersey State Trooper. He did all the uh, the choreography, basically. We, we sat in our living room and said, what would it be like if someone actually pulled a gun? What could you do You know, with some very basic training to make sure they don't fucking blow your head off? And he's like, well, you could just do this and pull up on this and then pull it this way, and then boom, you know, either their finger gets broken or they get rid of it. Right. And it was, you know, everything we did was, was uh, based on realism, and we were just talking to everybody and saying, hey, how do we make this believable rather than two guys who basically have no experience rather than making it like a Jason Bourne type jump through the fucking window and blow everyone away. How do we make it just business people that have maybe some basic training and not, not dying, you know, right. Whether it be hand to hand combat or just de-arming somebody. Right. Um, or disarming rather. Yeah. Disarming. Um, <laughs> I think what was the, I mean, the, the reason. So after, after, hang on a second. After, yeah. um, after we did that, you know, we had R- Ricardo come over and let's talk about kind of the evolution of that so it doesn't get too lost. I don't want to go on too many rabbit trails so people can follow it. Sure. Um, I mean, I think the first meeting we had was with two other people and, uh, just kind of just kind of brainstorming of people that we knew that were involved in film stuff and really Ricardo we th- that first meeting was just four of us myself Taylor Ricardo and, an- and another gentleman and um, really was just kind of like talking who, who about was the fourth one uh, Manny I think oh yeah Manny yeah. Manny Partida yeah that's right and so we uh, so we're just kind of sitting around talking about like essentially like how would we do this because I mean there was no real pretentiousness with with myself and Taylor because we didn't we didn't care to to impress anybody with how we what we knew about movies we just went there like no shame like this is an idea we have we were we're betting on ourselves to be able to complete this project um but we genuinely don't really know anything about the actual production side so a lot of it was like talking about the first meeting was talking about like kind of what 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 movie making looks like but more um than that it was just talking about story you know that was a fundamental thing that we would always come back to that's what i was most passionate about was how do we make this story work, you know, and what are... I feel like when you're getting someone involved, it's kind of like a pitch deck when you're trying to get uh, investors or something. Right. Because yeah. Oh, it, yeah, totally. Because you're like, they're, they're basically like, hey, give me the elevator pitch of the movie. And then when you kind of pique their interest, you kind of have to give them the full business plan. Right. You know, and say, right. okay, this is the script. This is how we plan to execute it. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your budget? And then we kind of went, oh, fuck. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was literally like that. It was like, it was like uh, I mean what we were saying is on like independent, like micro budget type stuff after doing this research, it's like, um, you're selling the script. Like if the script is good, you'll get people that want to work on it. It was the exact same thing for us. It was like just talking about the general idea. And then immediately, um, I know everyone that we chatted with immediately, the first thing was like them just kind of being silent for a second. 
and then thinking about it and then responding with how, how cool they thought it was and then immediately trying to like add something to it, which I thought was awesome. You know, like it'd be like somebody had this, like, oh, what if, we, what if it was like this or what if we did something like this, which I think was, was kind of the beauty of it because it was a bunch of like independent novices that came together to make something special, you know? So after uh, Ricardo came once, he said, I think he mentioned at that meeting, I remember sitting across from him and he mentioned uh, we weren't doing table reads. The script wasn't even fully complete. Right. We were kind of wondering how it would end, how we leave it. Not a cliffhanger, but how we kind of pique someone's interest for something more. Right. Um, and he said, hey, I have this friend. Uh, he's getting a lot of work right now, and I think he'd be really great to have a part in this movie. And um, so the next time that he comes around, we had that guy, PJ Jenkins, uh, right. phenomenal actor, really fucking intimidating dude. He plays the, uh, the bodyguard or the doorman, uh, whichever you prefer to call him. But, you know, he, he added a ton when we were in the pre-production oh, yeah. aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Because um, he was coming to our meetings after shooting something every single time, you know? So, like, it was like he'd bring something over. Um, Practical knowledge. Right, practical information knowledge. So with him, we we finished up the script. We said, hey, you know, what should we write in there to make it that we can actually shoot it so we're not saying, like, all right, and then these two cars collide and they explode. You know, we we wrote part of it um, knowing the fact, like, hey, our budget is probably going to be under five grand for sure. Oh, yeah, like top, top end would be five grand. And that the first cut, I feel like when we were first chatting, before we really started connecting with Ricardo and PJ, this was like step zero again, was talk, was like talking about writing like a car chase scene. <laughs> that would have been fucking cool. It would have sure been cool, it but it would it was just completely out of budget. We didn't, I mean, there would be no way for us to really do anything like that. So, so fast like forward like two weeks, thing. right? We, we kind of nixed that idea. We kind of uh, decided, hey, that's not the direction we're going to go. Um, once we had a finalized idea of some of the smaller details, you know, are we going to have a car chase scene? Are we not? Are we going to have a lot of fighting? Is there going to be a lot of action? Right. We kind of wrote around it so that it was geared towards, geared towards, uh, I guess like miniature char- character development and breakthroughs and conversation. We really focused on the writing less than the action. And we really wrote, you know, Tanner did a really good job writing his butt off. You know, we, we came up and then revised it, and then he and Mark would look at it, and then we'd kind of do a read-through and be like, ah, this right. part seems kind of cheesy. This isn't something that I would say personally, because at this point we were like, okay, this is a character I'm going to play. Right. So uh, what, rather than getting to the point of shooting it, we started doing a bunch of table reads. I think we had three or four of them. And then pretty soon at the, at the, at the end, it was like kind of acting out a little bit and um, – you know, saying like, okay, cool, here's the gun, we have the props, we have a little right, bit of this. Right. Um, I, I want to take a step back for a second. Uh, Ricardo, initially, he had played a, a coyote in a yep, another right. another sh- right. another TV show. I don't even recall what TV show, but he played a coyote. Um, and we started doing table reads, and we didn't have anyone for the mob boss, which is Benicio. And um, we were like, should he be, uh, should he be Italian? Should he be... Uh, I think at, at one point we're like he's gonna be uh, Chinese. He's gonna be a Chinese mob boss because the Italian thing is way overdone. It's gonna come right. across cheesy. Right. Uh, we try to get in contact with somebody, kind of fell through, and we started doing these table reads. And Ricardo do it did it as kind of like this Mexican 
almost, gentleman almost. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a gentleman, but classy. But no, he's he's gonna fucking kill you if you do anything. Yeah, exactly. And I, there was a point in ta- where Tanner and I looked at each other when we were doing these table reads, and we didn't really know what the mob boss would be in terms of uh, nationality. Right. I, th- I, I think that... Not that it was super important, right, but right. it was just like one aspect you have to think about in, right. when, you're, when you're doing a little bit of casting. I think the thing that, like the presumption that we had upon writing that character was just that he'd be much older, you know? Because that, that was our first hangup was thinking like, oh, like we'll have Ricardo, who's kind of like the, the younger, like suave guy. Play the the Goyote. Ricardo looks like he's in his mid thirties, but he's actually I think forty, something like that. Something like that. Mid. I don't know. Yeah, he's older than he looks for sure. Um, shout out to that sexy beast. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think after like realizing like who cares like if we're making this, we don't have to like fit to any mold, you know. And that was especially the thing is like the Italian thing. We're like, let's just skip that because everybody does that, right? Like the Italian New Yorker thing. So we wanted to, when he was doing the read through, there was a time where he was doing it with this really fucking cool accent, and uh, we actually didn't even have a name for him at the time. Right, right. Because obviously we don't want a guy named fucking Jimmy if it's gonna be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyone but an Italian mobster. Right. right. Um. So, so we wanted it relatable, but we didn't want it to be cliche. And when he started doing this, uh, you know, going in and out of this accent, we're like, holy shit, this could this could work. I think we looked at each other and we knew, like, yeah, okay, he's going to play the mob boss, so now we yep. have to find someone else for the coyote. Well, what was cool is, like, that night after they left, because typically for the table reads, we'd have, like, a good number of people, um, basically, like, the lead sound guy, Ricardo, like, that, the fundamental actors along with us. Um, and then that night after everybody left, it was just, like, myself, Taylor, and I think our sound guy, Sam. Um, and we're just like, dude, let's freaking just have – Ricardo do it. You, I mean, Taylor had the idea. He told me he's like, dude. And t- we didn't really know Ricardo that well at this point. Like outside, of I didn't know him me, at all. Right. We, we, I mean, we, him we, I only knew him as a because uh, of this, yeah. as an actor. I didn't right. know him doing anything else. Right. And so he told me he's like, dude, why don't we just have him do it? I'm, I'm like, do what? Like the mob boss? We're like talking about it back and forth. Um, and then I just sent him a text because like we talked about, we're like, this could really work. He's already put the time in. We're like, okay, we, we don't have to like find this fancy actor if, if he does a good job. I texted him just seeing if he if if we could have him basically take that part. And he just responded immediately, like super fast, saying he'd be honored and stuff. And I think that's what's what was really special about this whole project. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like connecting on those levels, being able to say like being like this fancy director texting one of our actors, like offering him the lead part essentially outside of the brothers and him just being super stoked about it. We're like you do know we're, like, super, like, low-key independent, right? Because <laughs> at that point, he was doing something with, like, Alicia Keys. Yeah. And, he like, yeah. he was getting really good work. Yeah. So for him to to be honored to work with us and for him to... Special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. It was. Um, how we got the other other people that were involved in it. Uh, most most of the people that were behind the scenes that did uh, camera operation, that type of stuff, were our friends and the, or friends of friends. Right. Um, but... Hortensia, which is the madam, uh, she she was actually brought along. Was it PJ or Ricardo? Ricardo. It's Ricardo, mm-hmm. yeah. So Ricardo really had a lot of faith in this project because he brought along um, Hortensia, um, which is played by Tanya Carmona Daniels. Some and of then the, uh, the prostitutes at the end or hookers, whatever. Yeah, Moni, Moni Scorpo, Moni Love. <laughs> Something. Um <laughs> 
yeah, so it, so it was just cool to have belief. And then the night, everything that we were doing, you know, the nights that we were doing table reads, it just felt really, felt good. There was good um, chemistry between between everybody in the cast, and everybody was really right. cool. Um, and then the bartender, Frank Ellis Wells, uh, we, we found him actually online. We basically made a posting that said, uh, you know, the last piece that we need is this bartender, and that's the one person... We, we, we watched a ton of these short films, right? And there's a bunch of good ones. You know, there's that Jack Daniels one uh, with the Punisher, that, that one. And there's a... Uh, Jack Daniels. Oh, oh, yeah. Jack Daniels is in the alcohol. Right, right, right. Uh, but, I mean, that's not micro-budget. But some of these micro-budget ones, you look and it's, you can tell it's all the director's friends, basically. Right. And that's what we wanted to avoid. We, we didn't want someone to go... Uh, yeah, they all went to college together. This is a this is a this is a school project. Right, right. So we wanted there to be variation in uh, types of people, age, experience. We wanted everyone to to have some uniqueness, not just to right. be like everyone's between the age of eighteen and twenty two. Uh, all this artsy type kid that you can tell is just wearing some cheesy ass makeup. Yeah. You know, and some of those movies are phenomenal, but casting to us was important. You know, we we did a we did research on everything, wh- whether it came down to uh, building the squib, which is like a uh, basically emulates a, a gunshot wound, right. um, to figuring out camera placement, to using apps, to writing the script, to everything. We did a ton of work pre-production. I mean, that was a, a definitely uh, one of the most time-consuming pieces was research because us not knowing a whole lot about movie making. You know, I've been on set for a couple of TV shows, but you're not hearing the pre-production part of it. You right, know what I mean? Right. That you're not hearing the right. the talk, the the scripts, the writing. The uh, you're not hearing anything. It's just like all, all you hear is and action. Yep, that's it. Exactly. Um, what else do you want to talk about? What 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 other parts of pre-production are there? Man, um. Yeah, I think I think I think that was kind of like the final step was like getting people kind of familiar with what what they're going to be doing in it. You know, I because forgot, I forgot to mention Fabian. Uh, he was a really, I think he only had a couple lines during the movie, and um, he ended up actually playing the the, the coyote, coyote. Yeah, right. But um, people like that man, just having a presence on screen and then having props that look legit. You know, like we got blowback airsoft guns. It's funny because the money we did spend, we spent it well. I, I feel like, you know, those are things that we can yep. use again. That's a you know $120 purchase. Breakaway bottles, we had to go figure out where to buy those. And I think PJ gave us a place where to buy those, right? Was it PJ? I think it was combined PJ and Ricardo because they just went on a project that bought some from there. Those, those fuckers are like 16 bucks a piece or oh something. Oh, my gosh. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's so expensive. And we drove like an hour and a half, burned half a tank of gas to get there. So yep. those fucking things cost us like 200 bucks. Yep. Um, but you have to get enough to make sure you get the shot. Like, what if you break right, one? They're right. like, oh, fuck, I wasn't recording. Because <laughs> it's not like we're dealing with these big camera crews where they have A, B, and C on set. Exactly. I think we had like six in general and shot like three of them and then realized... Like we didn't even need that many because we we just basically started from from like the uh, a bottle breakaway scene and then went to like cut into another part of it, um, but yeah I think what I was gonna say is just essentially coming because we didn't really have like a set crew or anything like that or know like oh yeah he's a good DP or whatever you know we would be like kind of gather the creatives that we knew around us and be like oh how are 
how is this person going to fit into the project or what is this person going to do? You know, it, it, it's like finding actors for, for characters, you know, um, we're on the other side with crew being like to a, like lead them as far as, um, getting everybody motivated or excited about the project and then really being like, okay, this is kind of your area where you're going to work. Um, and I feel like that, that was probably like the biggest stretch for us as just people was trying to find like our, like a, get a ragtag group of our friends um, be like, oh yeah, this is basically like a Hollywood movie that we're trying to make. Um, and this is your part in it. You know, that was a big part of pre-production was just getting people to latch on to their, to their skill set. you know? Yep. Yeah. It was an interesting process. I think how long did the pre-production part take from about two, two and a half months? Yeah. About two and a half months. Yeah. So the time that we had the idea to actually shooting that pre-production part took about two and a half months. Right. Um, the initial idea, like in April of 2016, heavy pre-production um, May, and then we shot early June. So yeah, it was it was about probably two less than two and a half months, but pretty close to that. Um, with like basically every day, we were both working full time jobs at the time, um, and it was like every day we'd get off because both of us were, worked like nine to fives. Um, get off, come home, you know, chill out and just chat about it basically then start structuring like um i I think we kind of glossed over this but like the actual screenplay the script writing portion after we had that initial um meet up with like ricardo and manny they were basically saying the priority here in the next week or two was basically to to lock down a like an initial script right like kind of like find the draft so that we could kind of start to build characters and stuff like that and so that was kind of like, that's when we went really into overdrive in, in late April and then early May was just getting the script together. What else? What, what is there anything else that we use software or anything like that that you want to talk about that maybe will help somebody else? Yeah, what was the, um, shoot, let me see if I can look this up. There was a, uh, basically it was like, had a tie in app, I think, but it was online, um, I'm going to find it in just a second here. It's pretty cool because different people could uh, contribute towards it. Celtics. Celtics. There we go. C-E-L-T-X. That one was super cool. So, like, I mean, the titles, Free Script Writing and All-in-One Production Studios, you can literally do, like, everything on there, like, shot list, screenplay. Then you can, it'll format into, like, a draft format, like, a script format. So, like, when we would, um, like, print out copies to hand to actors, like, it would be, like, official off of, like, a It wasn't, Tarantino like, a fucking set. Microsoft R- Word document. You right, know, like right. A, what's the first couple we did do like that? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I just typed it up, basically, in pages. And then when we got to Celtics thing, which was super cool, that's when it kind of ramped up, um, like, the kind of how official the, the screenplay became because... Um, we were writing in the correct spots, like, oh, here's what, this is what the camera's doing, or this is the lighting, or whatever at this shot, um, and then when we handed it to actors, for the actual, um, when we'd sit down and, and read through the script, it would automatically, like, create, like, a, um, a scenario, or a vibe, or, like, a situation. It was just a sense of professionalism, like, right. hey, they did some research, you know, they may, be, they may have not done a movie before, but they're doing the proper research right. to make it as good as it can yep. be. So, shout out to Celtics. Um, just for that cool software for like little filmmakers to be able to. I think it's a freemium official. software, right? Like they have a free version, but right. you've got to upgrade for some of the the cooler shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll we'll make sure to tag that in the YouTube comments 
if, if you're sure. watching this on podcasts, it's C E L T X Celtics. Um, For sure. Just Celtics.com. Um, but I think really that's it. You know, if you guys have any other questions in terms of pre production, we're going to go back to being our goofy selves next episode. But um, we're going to be doing the production one soon. Uh, kind of the cameras we used, what lighting and stuff, how we got those. That's going to be a little bit more. In detail. Yeah, in, in it, detail and in depth. This, like was, this was uh, high level. You right. know, this was just not really down getting to the nitty gritty. This was just like the conversations we had, mm-hmm. how we started it, and hopefully motivating. You know, if there's one fucking person that listens to this and goes, hey, you know, I, I do want to write a movie, or maybe it's not a movie. Maybe they want to write a music video, or maybe they want to play music. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Talk to people. Yep. Talk to your friends. Talk I to people online. See if there's anyone yep. interested. I mean, when we screened the the trailer for the first time, basically we were like, "Who?" Uh, like, I think I've made a Facebook post. Like, "Hey, I need some of my creative friends to screen screen a trailer of a movie." You know, just just being really blunt and honest, and just saying, "Hey, yep. you know, this is what yep. we were doing. See if there's anybody interested in, you know, helping you out, giving you some honest feedback." And that's really what we did. So, if anybody has uh, questions for us on how we did something, or maybe an idea, something like that. We'd love to hear it. Uh, tweet us at Gray Brothers, G-R-E-I-G-H, Brothers, spelled normally, unlike Gray. Um, hmm. SoundCloud, podcasts, YouTube, The Nine. For sure. We're, we're on everything. Uh, yep. And just to make it like official now, we are the Gray Area Podcast. Um, he just mentioned our Twitter page. Um, so tweet us there. We are on the podcast app now. Um, still kind of getting the final tweaks done um we are going up on stitcher pretty soon here um it's going to be under the same the gray area or the gray area podcast um and we're trying to take this thing to uh the next level guys so thanks for listening all right guys take care